0: Yeah, so thanks for bringing your uh, Chicago weather.
1: You're okay. welcome. It's beautiful, except for the rain.
0: Is this, uh, so in Chicago, is this how it happens? Like it goes from being like summer to winter, like No, no. Is there like yeah, a gradual? Yeah, it tapers
1: usually. Yeah, this was weird. I mean, it was literally like it overnight.
0: Was... No, no, no. It was like, I, w- I was at my son's soccer game at like 4 p.m. on Sunday, and it, we were like sweat. It was humid yeah. and hot, and then...
1: Emily and I drove... We were in Mobile this weekend at a friend's wedding and we were driving back and I got back to my apartment at like 11 o'clock and it was still like hot when I was bringing my stuff in because I was sweating and I woke up the next morning and I was freezing and I it must have happened over like the course of an hour or two.
0: This is what I wonder. Are we officially in soup weather? That is the actual measure whether or not we've changed seasons in my... And this is my opinion. You guys
1: had soup last night, right? We
0: had soup last night. So if you have soup... Uh, you can only have soup in, in when a season has changed. There is no going back. So, like, if this kicks it off, if you if you've pulled out your tall boots or a scarf, or you've had soup, we can't go back to
1: hot. It's gonna be like seventy next week. It'll be fine. Okay. It'll be fine. Then
0: I'll put the soup cans back. It, it was an, it wasn't soup cans. We actually ate
1: Tuscan like, soup from scratch. Yeah. That's pretty awesome.
0: Those are the only kinds of soups that I love from scratch. Hey, if you're out there and you have a good soup recipe, could you email me?
1: Facebook too. Or, okay. But right? you
0: could email me, alisa.molina at st-louis.
1: stlouis.org. ST-ST-ST. Yeah, that one. Anyway, I,
0: I would really, I'm a real fan of soups.
1: Yeah, I like soup too. So, okay. We need to get into okay, this. Sorry, but, sorry. but, 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 do you have a Vitamix?
0: No. Have you heard
1: about these Vitamix? Yes. Things? So it's a blender. Yes. You can make soup in this blender what you put the ingredients in and you leave they're like 500 hundred dollar blenders oh but you leave it on for like two minutes and it heats it up and you can just literally pour soup out of your blender it's incredible
0: and is it like a single like a little single
1: no i mean you can serve. do however much you want
0: well little <laughs> wonders never cease
1: it's going on the registry
0: so anyway hi i'm Alisa. good morning
1: um tom what's up welcome to the being church podcast thanks for listening
0: Uh, yes. So today we are going to talk about, uh,
1: Lisa is stoked. I'm stoked. I've
0: really been, I, I'm kind of disappointed. The email she sent me was
1: all caps. Yes. She sent me like,
0: which most of you who know me are like, whatever, that's pretty much how she texts or emails everything. But, um, I was really excited. I told Tom the other day, I don't know what I was thinking. I wanted to talk about like, if you could have dinner with any Catholic person and kind of pick their brain. Who would it be? And one of them, we have to at least choose one person who is alive right now, because I mean, it's super oh, I easy. don't remember that part. Oh, yes, okay, super easy to choose saints. Yeah, and I would, I would like to hear like who you would have uh, dinner and drinks with, somebody who's like actually
1: got it. Really? Yeah, but go ahead, you you first because you said three people, right? Yeah, I said okay. three,
0: so I have two living and one
1: go for. It. You no, want to do so, one at a time yes, or you want to do well, no, right? I think it should be one okay, at ladies a time. First. So, first.
0: Uh, will thank you. I my first person is going to be Father Greg Boyle of uh he is a Jesuit priest mm-hmm. and he runs um
1: Homeboy Ministries, Homeboy
0: Ministries in uh, in uh LA. Mm-hmm. And uh I just want to go I want to go visit. First of all, I want to go visit. I want to go there if I if I had my way. I would go there and we would go to like a uh, homegirl bakery. Cause now it's big. Now they have like screen printing and a recycling program and all of that. Yeah. I would sit and talk to him about just working. Um, every time I hear either, like I've listened to podcasts that he's on, I've read his books. I, uh, I heard him uh, do a, uh, what's that speech at the end of like college?
1: Like a, uh, uh, a uh, convocate No, not yeah, a convocation. No. A, a, uh...
0: You know, come on, you're smart. <laughs> Whatever it is, he just did one. Uh, and it was phenomenal.
1: What the heck is it
0: called? And I also have just, or it'll come to you. I've also just heard that he gave a TED Talk, which I need to. Oh, really? I need to find. Cool. So, so yeah, so anyway, I just, I am intrigued with the way that he has kind of flipped on um, its head talking about uh, ministering to those on the margins and actually just Uh, you expecting to be changed by them and like this getting rid of like this savior mentality and and just realizing that everybody has a story. Anyway, so I would just like to sit and talk to him because um, I just love the way that he uh, talks about humanity, just Mm. about our shared dignity, our shared loveliness, uh, just about being in awe of people just in general. So he would be my first one for sure.
1: Okay, I'll do my guy who's alive too. Okay, Um, it's kind of cheating because I've already had dinner with him, but I'll do it again. (gasps) What? I'll do it again. His name is Joe Campo. Okay, and he is the director producer of. uh, He did this uh, movie called The Human Experience that was really popular, like maybe ten years ago. It's on Netflix now, I think. And he's so he's a he's a filmmaker, and he's got this really incredible story. He uh, runs a a house in New York for homeless men or men who just need help getting off the streets or getting off drugs or whatever. Uh, and when he started this ministry, um, he wanted to dignify these guys by like giving them a project to do. So he trained them to be filmmakers and producers and editors. And they, they started this, this film company together. Uh, it's called, um, grassroots films. And they just recorded an, or they recorded, they just filmed another movie called outcasts. And it's about like, um, these people on the margins. It's about people who, uh, they go to like all these different cities. It's really cool. People who struggle with drugs or, uh, any sorts of issues. Um, I really like him because he's super down to earth. His experience and his, uh, just like love for God is very real and it's very, it's very human. It's very like his spirituality is so deep and it's so, uh, I don't know. It's, I really admire him. And so, uh, his story is just so cool, and the fact that he dignified he's dignified these men and continues to by like teaching them a trade and and giving them jobs yeah, and like
0: the dignity of work for sure. Yeah,
1: and like and he's also showing um, through his work that like people, no matter what they look like or where they come from or what their story is, they're loved by God and loved by someone. Right. Um, and so he's just. He's a really cool dude, and he's like straight New Yorker, so he doesn't mince words. He's so, pretty blunt, and he's awesome. I'm Spirit interested. Animal.
0: I am interested in finding out where. When did you have dinner with him? I'm
1: so, so uh, well, to... actually, and so his movie Outcasts. I it was supposed to come out on Netflix. It might come out in the spring. Um, I think the human experiences on Netflix. Um, but you can also you can I'm also watch it online. It. Yeah. It's it's not appropriate for kids for sure. Um, but. He so at this last parish I was at, we screened his movie Outcasts in con- conjunction with another parish, and so he came along with. Uh, he's he's works really closely with the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, and so he came with a, a Franciscan brother, and they kind of just answered questions, did a Q and A screening to a thousand people on this movie, um, and so me and the director of Evangelization, who kind of like coordinated everything, we took him out to dinner and
0: wow. saw him, and then
1: I saw him at a conference at Notre Dame earlier this year. Um, so he's just he's a cool dude. He's a real cool dude and he is so humble and just doing the Lord's work. So that's my guy who's alive.
0: So I'm actually going to go go with another person who is alive and when I was when I switched to this person cuz obviously I put a lot of ridiculous I put a ridiculous amount of thought into this. Um like as if it would happen, like as if But anyway, so I realized that um my faith now yeah. is so, uh, has evolved so much or is, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, but my faith is different than, and it should be different than it was five years ago. Had we done this five years ago, it would have been three saints and it would have probably been Paul, Augustine and Magdalene, like conversion type stories. But like my conversion, like I'm into reconversion now, you Mm. know what I mean? And so I just realized that the people that I, that I, really are that I'm intrigued by there are people that are so different than when I was like baby Catholic mm-hmm. just starting to be in love with my faith so the second person that I am choosing because one day maybe I will have a dinner is name is Ike Nandolo oh he, I love Ike okay so <laughs> yes okay so I'm going to just talk a little bit about who Ike is and how I how I like I came to know who he is like about I don't know 10 years ago I took the kids to God's dog and Godstock yeah. is like a outdoor youth event where they have bands and they have speakers and it's just, and they have football and Rose. It's just such a great time of fellowship and learning. And um, I don't know if Ike was just starting out, but he was one of the bands. Mm-hmm. He was one of the worship leaders and he just like killed it. I was like, Who is this dude bought his album, like just started following him on social media. And so I was just intrigued by his music. That was what first that, that his music was just so engaging. And then, uh, recently he, um, he dropped another album and it's called shine and it's very, um, it's very needed I think right now in just in just the world because it really it really pushes you and prods you to think about uh the experiences of being uh, um, all the different versions of diversity and stories and experiences of what it is to be Catholic he is a Nigerian American and so he has his story of being raised Catholic in America is just I've listened to a couple podcasts with him on it and just kind of how this album evolved and Mm -hmm. I feel like this is what I feel like. I feel like when I started becoming, uh, really engaged and invested in my, in my, in my Catholic faith, I just want, I was, I was just like consuming voices. Like, uh, I would, I would, I would follow people on social media. I would read books. And recently what I realized is a lot of the, um, Catholic voices in America that I listen to, they're all kind of one culture. Mm. I don't know if that's because that's kind of what is popular. It's not by, bio- and it's not bad, but like everything, like, you know, the Jennifer Fulwilers and all of these the you know, the Matt Frads and the, um, they're, they're all one culture. And what I was realizing when I looked sp- particularly at our community, our community is so beautiful. Yeah. There are so many yeah. rich, cultures and stories and I was like well I'm not Th- that I'm not consuming, uh, any literature, music, whatever from all kinds of different Catholic mm-hmm. voices. So I was one of those people that I'm like, Oh man, your story of being Catholic in America is so different than any of the stories I had ever heard. So listening to him on a podcast, tell how this album came to be. And cause it's, I mean, it's a little raw and it's a little, yeah. um, I would just love to sit down and be able to ask him questions about things that I've heard him say, like, what was that like? Or, uh, how is it living in, you know, this part of the country or tell me, cause, uh, we went to, uh, Steubenville in mm-hmm. Dallas and he was, he was there also. I yeah. like this time fangirling like a hundred thousand times more than last time, because yeah. I've just seen his progression of kind of being a leader, a worship leader to now being kind of very, um, socially aware and active and involved, um, with, with this faith. So. Yeah.
1: That's really cool. That makes me think that like, there's, there's a lot of debate and discussion about like how people come to understand faith. And the big discussion is between like doctrine and experience, right? Right. Like, do you come to faith through your experience or do you come to faith through an exploration of doctrine alone? And I think that, I mean, I think it's a healthy mix, but we can't, ignore like our experience we can't ignore our life experience especially when it is so rich or when it's filled with trial or when it's filled with joy and like these are moments these are like god moments people would say in our lives or moments when we need god um and so i i've heard ike before and i've actually met him i shook his hand you're welcome oh my goodness i know all these people so that, awesome. you, uh, you that you are so, oh my gosh I'm so cool. you're so in the circle <laughs> but uh but he he is raw and he's he's real and I think it's you're right we need to we need to hear more stuff like that.
0: Well, and it's interesting that you say that. Like it, it, that, um, I think it actually for me it's probably different for everybody, but for me it's both. Like, yeah. I think learning about my faith and why we do that and why I remember when I when I first learned that the candle outside the tabernacle meant something, I was like wait, what? Yeah. Like that is so, I didn't think that that was like some detail that just needed to be like whatever. I just was like, that's so beautiful. Like every time I walk in, that is that is new for mm-hmm. me. And so mm-hmm. information is really important. Yeah. And also hearing how people, well, you know, it's kind of like the lives of the saints, how they maneuvered their experiences um, through the lens of faith right is what a lot of times like oh you did it so I have right. no <laughs> like you were martyred. I have no excuse. I'm right. I'm cold today. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. Should I
0: bust open my Bible? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. I, so yeah. so yeah, I think I think it's interesting that the people that we kind of tend to gravitate so far to are people that they're there's their lived out expressions of their faith are what draw us in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, no exception for my next person is Dorothy Day.
0: Oh my gosh. She, she, I'm so glad you did her. Good yeah, because okay, you were okay. thinking about it. Yeah, but yeah. No,
1: I So I don't, I haven't read a lot by Dorothy Day, but I know who she is and I know her story and I know um, that she had a hard time coming to Faith and that, you know, she, of course, there's like all the politics, but I don't care about that. Um, she really had to like search and fight for, and explore what it meant to be a child of God, um. And through that, she f- she like developed this great love for the Eucharist. And um, there's something like she was such a holy person, but she wasn't pious,
0: right? D- does that no, do you know what so, that? So yeah, and like
1: piety's good, no, for sure. But like she was normal, yeah, a little rough around the edges. Yeah, like, didn't maybe not have it all together, right? But like still. She's going to be a saint one of these days, um, I believe. Um, and so, I mean, like, yeah, like, had an abortion, like, really right. was so far from the Lord, but came back to him again, and I'm, I'm drawn to people who serve the poor, because I do a terrible job of it. And, like, I look at them, and I'm like, man, you're incredible. Like, gave her life. Created these Catholic worker houses that are across the United States that just serve as a place of hospitality right. for people who need a minute.
0: Right. And solidarity. Mm-hmm. You know? I so yeah, so um when you said Dorothy Day like she just was a little rough around the edges, I think that um people like Dorothy Day who um are you hear their stories and their stories aren't all uh shiny and new, it just gives it just gives me hope. Like I'm like this woman, she just showed up for God. She was just like, Oh, this is what he did for me. And in all of my, so it just gives me hope that God will make straight the, uh, this crooked lines that I keep writing with. And so, um, somebody who isn't like, there are a lot of pious people and, and it's super awesome. Wonderful. Um, I have a harder time identifying with pious people because I don't, see myself as a pious person. Do I love Jesus? Do I hope to exude that out in the world? Sure. But like these people who are just like, man, it was a struggle. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to him and I stuck by him, even though it was like hard.
1: Yeah. And I so when I was um so I went to Notre Dame in the summers for this graduate program to take classes and stuff. And, uh, when I was there on Saturdays, a group of us, I didn't go every Saturday. I went maybe a couple Saturdays, a group of us would go to the local Catholic worker house. They were actually, there were two in South bend and one of them was, uh, this couple bought it and, um, it needed to be like big time renovated. And so like, we like built a house over the summer Man, and it's, I mean, like I didn't do very much. Like I put up some drywall. Right. And I like moved you're like
0: a piece of that house
1: right and like in that moment i was like while we were doing that i'm thinking like this, this is what dorothy day did with her life like she woke up and built houses and made food and made beds and like just sat with people like she ran a house and she just welcomed the stranger it was like it's it's i've never felt more connected to a saint before because like I was just doing what she did. Well, and it's... It was really cool. It well, was really and cool. Com- well, it's not... She's not a saint. Sorry. It's very
0: simple, and it's not complicated. I think sometimes we complicate... When we talked about... When we did the Division episode, it was very much about, like, we are, we are trying to travel these lines, and sometimes we are so fanatical about the lines that it becomes super complicated. Right, exactly. And she made it not complicated. Like, here... Uh, the dignity of people. <laughs> Let me just go yeah. with that.
1: She, she took this uh, like message and idea of accompanying people, so to speak, like just walking with people, maybe not even on a faith journey, just in life. She just sat and had a cup of coffee with them. Like, come on. That's awesome. Anyway, that's my second person.
0: So that's kind of a lead in into mine because oh. my all time favorite, favorite, favorite of all time is is Mama T. Is Who? Mama T oh, Mother, Mother Teresa. Teresa? She uh Saint Teresa. Saint Teresa of Calcutta. So like, if I were to, if I could just, when and if I get to heaven, I just want to sit with her because she. How does this little woman, right, this little nun, love that big? I mean. Love that big that so many people in her total simplicity, in her total utter, I'm giving my life over for, uh, for God's most vulnerable. Right. Like she literally changed the, the actual world. Like this little tiny woman who was on a train and heard God's voice. And I just, I'm like the story that I heard, I've heard like lots of stories. She's, she's just. I just so like goals, but one of them was that I read that they, that their order at the end of every night got, gave all the food that they had in the house yeah. to the poor yeah, and then started over with God's generosity in the morning. I mean, can you fathom, can you imagine like literally going home right now, emptying everything out, right? Going to down to burn it in and Anderson and being like, here guys. And then in the morning, just saying, okay, God's going to provide.
1: One, okay, quick story. I know, insane. And like, you would never do that, right? No. No, <laughs> no I wouldn't either. So my goodness, this guy I went to college with, or I'm sorry, this guy who went to the same college as I did, he graduated like 10 years before me. He was telling me about his friend who inspired my mother, Teresa, for one week, didn't sleep in the dorms. He went out and slept on the streets with the homeless people of D.C., of Washington, D.C. Inspired by mother, Teresa, because he was like, she was radically... Like, with them, I need to do the same thing. I look at Mother Teresa, and I'm like, how can you – I don't know what it is with me, but, like, to approach a poor person, to approach someone who's really – it's hard. Yeah. Which it shouldn't be at all. But, like, there was – Emily and I were in uh, New Orleans for, like, a couple hours this weekend on our way back from our trip. And there was this man laying in the street, and his, you know, shorts were hanging down, and he was just passed out. And I'm like, I looked at Emily and I said, this is the man that Jesus would go spend time with. Right. But I'm not. I, I'm not. Right. Because what I'm like, but what can I do bit, for you? a
0: little bit of it, I think, is our savior mentality. Like, if I can't fix it, it makes me super uncomfortable. And that's where that's where Father Greg, that's where Mother Teresa, that's where Dorothy Day, that's where they all are in the same place. It's not my job to be re to reach these people. It's my job to be reached by them. So like they totally flipped what our role is. Our role is not to be like, Oh, I'm up here because I have a roof over my head and I'm going to help you because you don't. It's the other way around. It's like, you are a beautiful, wonderful, amazing child of God. And I just want to be with you. Yeah. I want to be with you in your sorrow, just like we would of any of our friends yeah. were in a moment of sorrow, we're in a moment of hurting. Like we would want to be with them even if we couldn't fix them. And I think like this idea of like, I I feel like I can't get rid of that. Like yeah. your discomfort is making me uncomfortable. And and then That's about me.
1: Right. Exactly. But
0: yeah, I just feel like this, this whole like draw to people and it may be that Tom, it may be because that's where, when we talked with Will about our weaknesses being where we, where we need to be strengthened by God, maybe it's that you and I are like, this is an area of like our own self that we need to grow in. And so we are drawn to (sighs) these people. But I mean, isn't that a good thing that we are drawn to people for whom, Us for, for, for whom the world was made better. Yes. Uh because of their
1: Yes. Totally.
0: Their generosity of of time and love. And it wasn't even it wasn't like they had took tr- truckloads of anything. It was just they themselves entering they, they into
1: themselves. They they like I like what you said. They allowed themselves to be reached. They put them in the place in a place where someone could just come reach them. Right. And there was no I don't know, like then uh, there was no like expectation of exchange. It right. was just like, yeah, just come hang out, right? And what do you need? Like, I will be hospitable. The to fact
0: you. that Mother yeah. Teresa, and then what makes her even a bigger baller in my esteem or in my yeah. heart is that she she had all that desolation, yeah. and she's still like part of the reason why I am like all about my faith is because I have all this enthusiasm in me and I love God and so I'm going to go do it out of that enthusiasm blah 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 Mm -hmm. but she didn't she didn't have that yeah like she didn't feel close to him and she still did I'm like Alisa stop complaining (laughs)
1: oh my gosh I know she's an incredible person talk about like unattainable Sometimes I'm like, I don't know how she. And did
0: that it. means simplicity is where we're supposed to be going. Yeah,
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. So that leads into my next person. Yes, and we didn't even okay. plan.
0: We didn't even know each other's persons.
1: No, and we. I just a Tom thought it knew was- it. Yeah, <laughs> but they're hundred percent honest. Is blessed pure Giorgio forsati who is like Versace <gasps> like- the
0: hottie. A- <sighs> that's what the last youth minister what? told me is his is his like nickname.
1: I've never heard that. Really? So yeah, I don't that's think probably. he's hot. Okay. Um, <laughs> But (laughs) another guy who, he he died when he was 19, I think, or 24, 24. Another guy who radically gave his life to serve the poor. His parents are rich, and his dad was like the editor of some important magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pierre Giorgio didn't want any of that. And I think there's like a story, I don't know if it's true or not, but like he got a car for his birthday, and he sold it and gave the money to the poor people he encountered on his way to school, and so his parents didn't know any of this. And Uh-oh. he was he was a third order Dominican. I love him because he he is a perfect blend of like theology and lived faith and just being a normal person. Because there's stories of him just like partying, cracking jokes, playing games with his friends. He was just a normal young guy. Uh, and I like like to think that I'm normal or like I want to be normal. No,
0: you're normal. But
1: I also want to be Catholic. Yes. And so he does this in a radical way. And so when he died. Um, it said that like thousands and thousands and thousands of people came to his funeral because they were all the poor people that he fed and gave money to. I can't. And his family had no idea. And they were like, who are all these people? And so then this story about him started to come out that, uh, that he was, even though he was this like really popular kid, he was a normal dude. He loved the Lord very much. And he lived that out by serving the poor. Uh, there's also without, stories like, of him like...
0: Without would... proclaiming it. Hi, I'm serving the exactly, poor. Exactly, <laughs> Everyone, also, look at also, me.
1: Also, he would like climb mountains to go to mass like before school in the morning. I like can't roll out of my comfortable bed and get in my car and drive to St. Louis for 7 a.m. mass during the week. I know. He would climb mountains for the Eucharist. <laughs> it's, like,
0: it's like Juan Diego walking 13 miles and we're over here like... Oh. That's
1: There's math so at our fun. work while exactly. we're here. Exactly. Uh,
0: geez, we have so far to go, guys. It's okay. My at least we want to go there.
1: My sister just texted us that her ultrasound appointment is good and she's. Expect- Hooray. Uh, February. I've been <gasps> doing February. Wait, that's close. Yeah, it's exciting. We find out if it's a boy or girl on Friday. Oh, my goodness. Sorry.
0: No, that's the best. That's great. That's the best actual way to end.
1: Well, no, you have one more person. Do
0: I know? I did my three Greg, right? Father Greg, uh, Mother Ike, Teresa. Oh, and I, I, said, that's right. Yes, for oh. sure, those oh, okay. three. When you did your three?
1: Uh, Joe Campo. Yeah. Uh
0: I'm going to look these guys uh, these two up.
1: You should. Who yeah. did I say second? Oh, uh uh hello. Dorothy Day. Dorothy Day. Yeah. And Pierre Giorgio <sighs>
0: I think that it would be interesting for anybody who's listening to this right now to think about who you would have dinner with, and and why is this a person that you would have dinner with uh, different than like maybe when you first fell in love with your faith, or are you are you falling in your faith right now? And there's a saint that you would. I mean, if we did a, an episode on saints, we could talk for hours and hours and hours. And because- like,
1: if dinner's too much of a commitment, like I'd love to <laughs> I'd love to hang out with G.K. Chesterton, but I could probably only handle him for like coffee. Same with Thomas Aquinas, I'd be like, "Oh
0: no, I'd be over." You. You're no.
1: wonderful, but I'm done with you. Right, <laughs>
0: exactly. And honestly, you know, one of the, um, can I just, I'm gonna throw this in there. Yeah, do it. So I had my like first string and second string for this podcast. I had like the people that like a good ten that I was trying to pick through because I was obsessed. <laughs> oh, you really to, thought Yes, about this. no, obsessed about this episode because I wanted it to be like I wanted there to be some variety, but I guess. There wasn't really a lot no, of variety in I who think the, Lord the Lord wanted type... us to yeah. see where we need to grow, right? Uh, exactly. Call to humility always. Um, one of the people that I considered uh talking about was uh, Archbishop Gregory Amond, he was the Bishop of Austin before, and he was and just because he was so instrumental in uh, my group of friends from the Catholic Center, he um. He happened upon a couple of them who were going to 6 a.m. mass at the cathedral. It was just, it was just that he noticed these college kids getting up at six hmm. in the morning, going to mass. And so, as they were doing this kind of to kind of um, encourage each other to go to mass, he eventually um, invited them out to IHOP. And so, like once a month, he would take these uh, UT Longhorns out to breakfast wow, and we all ended up graduating and when we did he moved these breakfasts to dinners at his home wow and so like once once or twice a year we would he was bishop and we young people we were starting out our lives we were starting out our families junior and I had maybe one or two kids we sat in his home he had it catered and yeah and and he would Encounter us, and I feel like all of us were kind of very different, you know, kind of that for each of us who are all kind of in different places right now. It meant something that this leader, the shepherd of the Church of Austin, noticed us, That's and incredible, ing- yes. And so I would just love to go. And when he left to New Orleans, mm-hmm. we were crushed. Like. Mm-hmm crushed, not because of any other reason, but because he was like a spiritual dad. And we were like, you can't take our, like our guy. Um, and so I would love actually when all the stuff was going on in the church, when it first started coming out, he was like the first, I listened to his homily because I was like, what's dad got to say about this? And of course it was phenomenal. I mean, he's phenomenal. And so, um, I would love to drive up to new Orleans preferably with my people from the Catholic center and yeah. just bring him dinner and drinks and just,
1: Oh, that sounds awesome. Just
0: catch up with him because that sounds he's awesome. such a great person. That's so anyway, incredible. that's incredible. I, I, I replaced Archbishop only because of where I am just trying to grow in my faith, but I love it. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, if you like this episode, uh, we'd, uh, really encourage you to like, and subscribe and tell your friends about it.
1: Totally. We love you. We're praying for you. Uh, We'll pray for you immediately after this episode.
0: Yes. And uh, go be church.